0: Hello, and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Monday, August 1st, 2022. I'm Mike Kachopoli. Well, we have a new month. It's August. We made it through July. The summer's going by so fast, isn't it? I mean, basically, August is the last real month of summer. I know most of September is, is still summer. But once you get September and you get past Labor Day, you feel like the summer's over. You feel like the summer's over and I'm, I'm particularly worried about the end of this summer and the beginning of the fall because of the uh, beginning of the flu season and how, you know, uh, they're going to try to, uh, give us the, what the Rona pox flu flu, flu Rona pox. We'll have to come up with a, with a, with a clever name for the three of those things combined. And we'll hear more nuttiness from Democrats, more lunacy from the left regarding vaccines and, lockdowns and masking and the usual bullshit they've been talking about now for 37 years that hasn't worked, that's only destroyed people and destroyed society. So that's what I'm worried about with this new, with the with the upcoming flu season, the 2022-2023 flu season. And the flu season usually starts right around the beginning, the vanguard of it is what, late September, early October? So it's right around the corner. It's less than two months away. So that's my concern. And yes, the summers seem to be going by pretty fast. Pretty fast summer. Of course, here in San Francisco, we don't really have a summer. So it makes it go by even faster. There's really no summer here. If you like if you like warm weather, if you like wearing shorts, especially at night, this is not your place. I still see these tourists coming in and they seem to be shocked by the fact that it's in the 60s during the day and the 50s at night and windy and cold and damp. Uh, in July and August, and actually August coming up here is our coldest month, where it's usually the one of the hottest and most humid months in most places in this country. It's uh, it's really cold and foggy and and windy here. Oh, but enough about the weather. Um, the, the redefining of words, and that is the headline. Uh, there is a lot more to talk about here today than just this redefining of words. The Democrats like to redefine words they're constantly redefining words right they redefine vaccine vaccine usually means something that prevents you from getting said disease and actually in short time eliminates said disease they've redefined that to mean well you might not get it as bad you could but you might not you know the bullshit you know the bullshit a year ago it was these vaccines a year ago Biden was saying we know this Biden and Fauci and, and Walensky and maybe even Zelensky was saying that with these vaccines, you're not going to get COVID and it's going to end COVID. And that was about a year ago because that's what vaccines usually do. That's what vaccines usually do. And of course, that was not the case. So they try to redefine the word vaccine. Um, they try to redefine the word treatment. We know this Paxlovid treatment only makes you feel worse. And usually within a week, you get COVID again. So that's not a real treatment. The real treatment doesn't make you feel worse and get the thing you've been treated for again a week later. That's not – real treatments don't do that. So I'd like to redefine the word treatment. Now we're seeing the big redefining of the word uh, recession, where all economists worth anything, who aren't just political junkies and whores, I should say, have said the word reception. Recession means back-to-back quarters of negative growth, and we have now had officially back-to-back quarters of negative growth. But the Democrats say, oh, no, this is not really recession. Recession really means there are 35 other elements. And all those 35 elements need to come together. Of course, that was the case. We'd never be in a recession because those 35 elements would never all come together and merge at the same fucking time, these morons. So they want to redefine the word recession now. Because Biden's in office now, you know, if Trump were in office and this happened, there'd be no redefining of the word recession. We'd be in a bad recession. In fact, many of the people on CNN, MSNBC would say, "You know what is next? Depression or a recession on the verge of depression." If Biden, if Trump was president, but Biden's president, so not only do the schmucky leftists on CNN and MSNBC want to refi- redefine the word, but big tech is in on it. So we've had actual real economists. We've had actual real economists with brains who have gone on Twitter and Facebook and so on and so forth and said, well, we're in a recession. And they automatically fact fact check, fact check, cancel, cancel, fact check, cancel, fact check. Because as I've said the last three years, I've said this and I said this on this show for the past year. This whole thing is big tech in collusion with big government. Right. With big pharma all of it it's it's a collusion it's collusion big tech big pharma big government all in big media forgot the fourth one there all in on this together to get the narrative they want out there to get their narrative out there that's what they want so we see big tech constantly covering for Joe Biden, this whole idea of big tech covering for Biden and Democrats—something, um, of course, they would never do. They would do the opposite if Trump were president, and we saw them do the opposite when Trump was president. They banned him. So now you're the Trump, the president of the United States was banned, and now they're banning economists who actually give the proper definition of the word recession. So we've seen this now for 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 years and years and years. And we know that we've we've seen the stats, right? We've seen Facebook, 99%, they vote Democrats, Twitter, 99% Democrats, same thing. We've seen this. So we know know this is the case. We know they're all Democrats and they want to cover for Joe Biden, something they would never do for Donald Trump, just the opposite. But I wonder, what I really wonder is, and I'm, I'm I'm not being facetious when I ask this, will Democrats redefine the word loss? After November eight, and I, I think they will. I think they'll try to redefine the word loss. They'll say, "Well, we didn't really lose." We, we, we. Who knows what they'll say? I'm not. I'm not as evil a person, so I can't. It's tough for me to do what they do. I'm not evil like most Democrats. And, I don't know what they would do to redefine the word loss? What would they call it? Setback? Maybe. Hey, let's brainstorm. Let's brainstorm. What would the Democrats What will they call their losses after November 8th? They won't use the word loss. If they've lost the Senate and lost the House, they're not going to say, they'll say something like a setback. Um, I don't know. They'll say white supremacy won. I don't know what they're going to do. It's tough. But they won't use the word loss, and they'll try to redefine what happened. They'll try to redefine it. I don't know what's going to happen. Maybe they'll lose the Senate by two, by two, you know, maybe instead of having, you know, 50, 50, it'll be 52, 48 Republicans. I don't know. Maybe they'll lose the hammer lose 20 seats. Maybe they will lose 10 seats. Maybe they will lose 40 seats. I don't know. But whatever it's going to be, they're not going to say they lost. And they'll always try to say it would have been worse, which is why they really didn't lose. You see, they didn't really lose because they didn't lose as many as some people may have said they're going to lose. So if, you know, If they lose 22 seats in the house, they'll say everyone was saying we're going to lose 24. So we didn't really lose. This is what they're going to do. You know they're going to do this. You know. There's no doubt about it. Because we've seen them just want to redefine words over and over and over. And redefine, when I say redefine words, I'm really talking about, like, redefining reality. They want to redefine reality. And they want to push their own narrative so you know this is going to happen. You know this is going to happen. This is very Orwellian. We've seen this in 1984. We saw the fact-checkers, unquote" fact-checkers in 1984, you know, when they are rewriting headlines and rewriting facts and changing words to fit their narrative. And this is exactly what's happening now. Might, there's, there's absolutely zero difference, although now it 's on a much larger scale right in 1984, Orwell showed one particular news agency news outlet which is then run by the government to change words the way they see fit to change headlines, the way they change facts the way they see, it. but there was no you know big tech and social media, and so we 're seeing this on a on a much larger scale than Orwell could have ever. Uh, imagined um, and it's it's never ending. it's never ending. And we can play the what if game over and over with this, as I've just said if if Trump were president now and had the back to back quarters of negative growth, we would be in a recession. We would be in a in a recession in reality, right? They would use the real word recession, the real term, the real meaning without a doubt, there'd be no excusing it away, right? There'd be no one on CNN, MSNBC saying, well, but there are 35 different other, there would be no one, not one person, not one person in media, not one person in big tech, not one economist would be saying anything to give Donald Trump cover, nothing. Just that there'd be no one giving Donald Trump cover if his son was a crackhead who filmed himself doing it. There'd be no giving Donald Trump cover for that whatsoever. There'd be no giving Donald Trump cover if there was a Eric Trump laptop or a Donald Trump Jr. laptop. No cover whatsoever. No doubt about it. Okay? So, look, they can continue to do this, and they will. Big tech, you know, Twitter, Facebook will continue to do this. There's no doubt about it. They've served notice. They're not going to stop. No Elon Musk threatening them or threatening to buy them, if it ever happens or not, will make them stop. It won't. Even though that's one of the main reasons why he would buy them. It's one of the main reasons why they're for sale, why they're going through all this court stuff now with him is because of their censorship. Elon Musk never would have even thought of purchasing Twitter. Look, like it's really outside his purview. It's right. It's outside his his what wheelhouse, his comfort zone. So he probably wouldn't have even thought about it if not for this constant, constant censoring of half of of, of the country, of, of at least half of our society, and and their opinions. So it's it's of their own doing, and eventually. Eventually, it's all going to unravel for them. Eventually, it's all going to unravel for them, and it'll be miserable for them when the Republicans, whether it's in 2022 or 2024, take over the House and the Senate, and then, of course, the White House. It's going to be miserable for big tech. There are going to be tons of hearings about what they're doing now. Just there will be tons of hearings about what Fauci did and what Burks did and the lies they told that caused deaths and destruction, there will be tons of hearings. So eventually, how can we say it? The shit will hit the fan. No, the chickens will come home to roost. There will be a rude awakening. Eventually, all of those things will happen. Eventually, all those things will happen. People who are part of that will say, you know, it really wasn't worth it. It really wasn't worth covering for this crazy cult Democrat party, this extreme left whack job party. It wasn't worth covering for a a president and stage, whatever stage dementia he's in. It wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth the beating they're going to take. And the embarrassment they're going to face in the next several years through this decade. So they can do this all they want, and they won't stop. And they won't stop because at this point they won't stop, can't stop, right? They can't they can't stop. It's impossible. It's impossible. This is this is what they do, this is what they are, and they're never going to be able to stop. They'll pay for it. They will lose customers, they will lose followers, they will lose money, their stock will drop. They will be embarrassed on TV. They will be embarrassed when they put up in front of committees in the House and the Senate. But this is all they know what to do. This is their reflex. Cover for the Democrats. Cover for Joe Biden. It's what they do. So on top of all this, now we also have uh, the hair gel king, governor of California, Gavin Newsom, the hair gel king doing another state of emergency. You see how this spreads? This is the same way COVID lockdowns and mass and vaccine passports and mandates spread. It spread from San Francisco to the city of San Francisco to the city of New York, back to the state of San Francisco. Now you see the state of New York doing it. You'll see the state of Illinois doing it. You'll see so on and so forth. The state of Washington, the state of Oregon, they'll all do these concurrent consecutive state of emergencies now with monkeypox as the hair gel king has done. And now they'll say they're doing this, not for lockdowns or masks, although they probably will at some point, especially once flu season hits. But right now they're doing it for money so they can get vaccines out, so they can make big pharma make more money. My wonder is, will these monkeypox vaccines be as pointless and useless as the COVID vaccines? Meaning people who get them Will there be side effects? Will there be heart conditions? Will there be strokes? Will there be people at 30 years old dying? Because most of the people who are going to get this monkeypox vaccine are going to be younger, by the way, okay? Because it's the younger generation that's getting monkeypox, mostly because of increased sexual activity, which most 60s and 70s and 80-year-olds aren't involved in, with multiple partners and orgies and raves and stuff like that. And also because a lot of the people who were born in 72 or later never had that smallpox vaccine, which seems to help, with monkeypox. So I wonder if we're going to be seeing all these young deaths and heart conditions, or if we're just going to see people getting monkeypox three, four, five, six times after they've had the vaccine, because they don't to do shit, just like the COVID vaccines don't do shit. But aside from that, aside from, of course, giving big farmer more money, big farmer on a roll here. So they might as well keep going, right? You got COVID and the variants and the jabs that cover the variants, supposedly, and, now you have pox, and now they have monkeypox. And now they're actually saying in New York, get your polio vaccine. Can you believe this? See, they're on a roll now. They're on a roll. So they might as well keep making – they might as well – it's like when you're on a roll at a casino. You know, you're paying craps. You're like a degenerate, and you're playing craps or poker, and you're on a roll. Big farmers on a roll. They're a bunch of degenerates in suits on rolls making billions of dollars. So they're going to keep it going until they crap out, and that would be Republicans taking over the House, the Senate, and the White House. Then they'll crap out, but they'll have crapped out, you know, making billions and billions of dollars. So they're on the roll now. So we have people like, I mean, total big pharma whore doctors. I mean, these are people who like get on their knees and open their mouths and look up to big pharma. They have no shame. They have no shame. They just do it over and over again. Okay. And you just need to look to social media or CNN or MSNBC. They have them on all the time. And they will expose themselves to being what they are, which is just cheap, big pharma whores. And there's zero shame, zero shame, such as a guy like Jonathan Reiner, R-E-I-N-E-R, not Rob Reiner. He's, Rob Reiner is a kook in his own right. This is Jonathan Reiner, R-E-I-N-E-R. He tweeted yesterday, we should think about vaccinating all returning college students for monkeypox. So, of course, once again, forcing college students to get a medical procedure, another one there, what would this be, the third or fourth, forced medical procedure, just in order to get an education. This is how he helps big pharma make money. You force people to get it. You force them to make big pharma make profits. You help big pharma make profits by forcing people to get a medical procedure. And even more useless than COVID. Because this mostly affects the gay and bisexual community. We know this. It mostly affects, I know I can't say that, right? I can't say that? Well, I'll say it. And in the words of Matt Getz, if you're offended, fuck off. I don't give a shit. And mostly affects within that community, by the way, subsets of that community, not just the gay and bisexual community in general, but people who engage in sex parties, sex orgies, multiple sex partners at the same time not even multiple sex partners like you know one person here one person there one person this week one person next week no no multiple sex partners at the same time so it's really a subset of a subset of a subset right but you notice that jonathan reiner won't have the balls to say that we should vaccinate the people in that subset or we should vaccinate gay students he doesn't have the balls to say that because he's just a typical feckless liberal who's a big pharma whore Typical, but no real balls to say the truth about the matter of who is affected. So he wants to force all college students to get the monkeypox vaccine, even though it only affects mostly, mostly a subset of a certain culture. This is what we are facing with the Democrats and the liberals. This is basically what we're facing now. And we have to fight them with every fiber of our being. We have to fight these feckless liberals whose reflex, reflexively, want to control people because of the money that is made from that control. Remember, it always, people say it comes out to power and control. Yes the power and control that leads to money making for them and their friends. That, that's what, take the money out and it really wouldn't be as exciting for them. So forcing all students to get a vaccine because it's of the behavior of certain people. Now you also don't hear, remember what, what, what did we hear for COVID? the greater good, wear a mask for the greater good, get the vaccine for the greater good, get four jebs for the greater good, the greater good. How come no one like Jonathan Reiner or Rob Reiner or anyone who's talking about monkeypox is saying, you know what? Maybe you should stop the sex orgies for the greater good. Maybe you should stop the sex parties and the raves for a few months for the greater good. Notice they're not saying that because they're feckless, ballless, worthless shit liberals that's what they are they have no real courage to tell the truth they have no real courage and what we're hearing now is exactly the opposite of what we heard during COVID. right during COVID, it's like oh it's an emergency stop shut everything down lock everything down no no adults can't make their own decisions the government has to make the decisions for them regulations regulate now with the monkey because it mostly affects a certain community that votes for the shit liberals that vote for Democrats. Now it's all of a sudden, oh no, let adults make their decision. Don't get excited. No reason to get excited. No reason to shut down Dory Alley in San Francisco. No reason to shut down sex parties and sex orgies. No reason to put any regulations on these festivals, these sex festivals and these SM festivals. No, no. Let the adults make their own decisions. Give them the information and let them make their own decisions. Something they would never have said during COVID. During COVID, no, shut down everything. Shut down everything. With monkeypox, no, 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 don't offend the gay community, don't affect, don't offend the people monkeypox 99% affects. Don't, no, don't, don't offend them. They're adults, give them the information and let them make their own. This is what we were all saying they should have done during COVID. Let adults make their own decisions and don't muzzle kids. And don't keep kids out of school for two fucking years. This is what we said the whole time. No, no, we were censored for that. We were conspiracy nuts. We were anti-vaxxers. But now with something that affects the gay community and a certain subset of the gay community, no, no, they're adults, no restrictions, no regulations, let them make, these people are such fucking hypocrites. Could you be more of a hypocrite? Could you be more of a hypocrite than these people? How many times – so they just had Dory Alley here. This past weekend we had Dory Alley in San Francisco. Let me explain where it is in case you don't know. It's nothing that incredible. In fact, I think it used to be much more subversive than it is now because San Francisco is basically a community of straight techies now. Uh, Who knows how many gay men are left here? Probably about three. But anyway, we have something called Dory Alley and visitors have come in. So people come in from other states. Gay and bisexual people come in from other states – and it's Dory Alley, and it's like an SM thing. They'll have like exhibitions of people getting whipped, and they'll have this, that, and the other thing. You know, it's kind of a it's a good time, let's put it that way, if you're into that stuff. Now, these same people who attended Dory Alley were butching and moaning for three years about things like Sturgis. You know, like in South Dakota, the bikers got together and they said, Oh, super spreader, shut them down, super spreader because they were right wing trump supporters but no they don't want their festivals being shut down they don't want to be called super spreaders when it comes to monkeypox yet they were they had no problem call, calling any event that happened during the last two and a half years a covid super spreader especially if it was done in a red state with supposed trump supporters that's how hypocrite that's what hypocrites these lefties are they're total hypocrites it's all about hypocrisy and double standards with them. Sturgis, oh, super spreader, shut them down. Doreali and you know festivals like that. No, 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 no. Freedom, freedom. No, it's it's no, no. You're being you're being uh, discriminatory if you tell us we have to not have our affairs. Duffy, you call us super spreaders. You're you're a homophobe. But we can, we can call the Sturges, bike people, super spreaders, all we want. We can, we can call the people who go to Miami for spring break, super spreaders, all we want. Because they're straight, supposedly, the fuck knows. Or because they're Trump supporters, who the fuck knows, right? But in their brains, that's the way they think. In their brains, that's the way they think, quote unquote brains, It's incredibly easy to point out their hypocrisy. I've been doing this for nine months now. I've been doing this five days a week for the last since November since I started this podcast. I've been calling out the left, the Democrat left hypocrisy. It's incredibly easy because they're incredibly stupid people and so easy to see through. But it drives me crazy. It still drives me crazy that they can get away with it. That anyone would even consider voting for these people in three months' time. Again after all the hypocrisy, after all the damage they've done for the last three years, to think about voting for that party in November drives me fucking insane and it makes me want to get the fuck out of this country. And I mean for real. I'm not talking about these fake things like these bloviating people say, oh, if this guy wins for president, I'm gone. And of course they never leave. I'm talking about really because who wants to live around these people? Who wants to live around these people? Who would even consider Voting for a Democrat in 2022. With all the hypocrisy and all the double standards. And of course, with the hair gel king, everything's, everything's an emergency with these Democratic governors. Everything's an emergency. Fire's emergency. COVID emergency. Monkeypox emergency. Polio emergency. Everything's an emergency. All they know is big government. All they know is big government will take care of you. Yeah, right. Sure. Big government, big government, help us. Big government, help us, please. Meaning big pharma, help us, please. Big media, help us, please. Big tech, help us, please. And of course, they don't help. They do the opposite. They hurt. Everything they touch turns to shit. Things would be better if they didn't touch anything. But they touch everything. Because they think everything's about government. Everything's about government swooping in. That's what these emergencies are. Big governments swooping in to tell the people what's best for them. But only for certain people. If you're certain untouchable people in the woke category, the people who vote for them, you'll the give them the money. No, no, no. Then, uh, Then we will give you all the information you need to make your own decisions as adults. Anyone else out there really sick of this fucking hypocrisy? Anyone else over this hypocrisy? You have the right to call in if you want. The Constitution says that you have the right to call into a podcast if you want. I've been talking for almost a half hour now. Yes, this has all been gathering. And then just before the show, that moron asshat doctor Reiner, Reimer, Jonathan, comes on Twitter and says we should force the monkeypox vaccine on all college kids. Can you believe this? Can you believe they still have the balls to say this stuff? Force the vaccines, the monkeypox vaccine, all people who want to go to school. Can you believe they can still say that and not be punched in the fucking nose? I like to punch his dumb nose down his dumb stupid throat. That's what I like to fucking do if I see him in public anywhere. That these people can still get away with this stuff. They can feel, they're can emboldened to feel they can still get away with this stuff. How is that? that that's what perplexes me. That's what perplexes me. How do they feel they can still get away with this? Daniel, I think you're here to save me. How does this moron, quote-unquote doctor, feel he can still get away with saying this stuff now?
1: Um, here's the one number that I think everybody needs to know. And that's the reproduction, or sorry, the, the transmission coefficient for monkeypox versus COVID nineteen. To try to put this in perspective, and the transmission coefficient for monkeypox is somewhere between ten to twenty times less than that of COVID nineteen. Probably, probably even less than that. But those are the best that sort are of presently out there. Given that anybody that's... anybody that that thought there was even a chance of hell of of containing COVID nineteen spread, um, and, and essentially limiting the vi- essentially eliminating the virus that is the zero COVID nuts. Anybody that ever thought that um, and isn't on board with um, locking every gay man down in, in the country. Is is, is is this is beyond hypocrisy? This is, this is just stupidity. Um, I'm not for that. I think people should be educated and, and told here's what your risks are. Just like just like I think you do, and um, and then uh, let them protect themselves. Um, but anybody that's that's. Um, that's uh, taking this, this opposite perspective, this hypocritical perspective. I mean, it's not the hypocrisy that I'm too worried about, but um, everyone is taking this perspective that, uh, that COVID is somehow different and, and should be treated different when it comes to, to um, changing people's behaviors than um, or limiting people's behaviors than monkeypox is just an idiot, just an idiot. The, 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 tra- the, the, the transmission coefficient is 10 to 20 times different. If you, if you had one, if you had a chance in hell of, of stopping a virus from, from spreading by eliminating behaviors, by limiting
0: behaviors, monkeypox is it. Well, and I have no problem with saying to the, the gay community, you know, OK, you know, you might want to cut out the multiple sex partner orgy parties right now. You might want to give that a rest for a little bit until this thing subsides. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that's reality. A lot of this is spreading from those very specific events and that very specific actions people were taking. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But you see, these doctors, these leftists like Gavin Newsom and Jonathan Reiner and Kathy Hochul, they don't have the balls or the courage to say that. They had no problem telling the rest of us we could not go to work we could not go to school. We had to wear a mask. We had to get a vaccine to go see a fucking opera. They had no problem with that. But to simply tell a certain subset of the gay community to just chill out for a little bit, they don't have the balls for that.
1: Of course they don't. And it's because they, they aren't really trying to um, to limit disease. This is all entirely political. And they're simply trying to hurt a particular uh, demographic, particular Uh, um, political demographic um, that which that you and I and many others are part of. And um, and that's it. That's it. This has nothing to do with uh, disease transmission. This has nothing to do with people's health. Um, Same with COVID.
0: If they're worried about people's health, what would they have done? They said, hey, lose weight. Yeah, but it's like this low life though. Jonathan Reiner, this big pharma whore, has no problem saying let's punish all college students. Let's force all college students in this fucking country to get the monkey pox vaccine because we don't have the courage to tell a subset of a certain group to just chill out in this certain action for the next few months. Yeah, yep. It's, it's a, a mental guy. I fucking hate him.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's a mental illness, and it's really hard to not hate people that, who are mentally ill and are encouraged in their mental illness. Absolutely. Absolutely. And,
0: and, it's, and, most, and it's most difficult to, to not hate those that are doing the encouraging. And their utter hypocrisy. I mean, we're talking about, we're right, we're piggybacking on COVID. We just saw them do what they did over the last two and a half years. not like this is two and a half decades. This is the last two and a half years. It's still happening now. And yet they acted as though they never did this, right? They act as yes. The last two and a half years never existed.
1: Yes, it's 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 amazing. It's it's as you said, very hypocritical. But I'm not worried about the hypocrisy too much because. You know, it's really hard to gauge hypocrisy. You know, you don't you you don't know if people are actually being internally consistent, and, and they only appear to be hypocritical to you. So that's, that's not something I worry about. What I worry about is the consequences. I'm far
0: more objective in that in that sense. Well, I have some good news for you.
1: So uh,
0: doesn't sound like it, but here's some good news. 1449. Yeah, two Sorry, two uh, days. to organic. Yeah, not on the press, second, we I think Daniel's doing a business trip, but I'll get back to Daniel in a second. But two days into Israel's vax campaign of babies and toddlers, only 376 appointments were made out of 780,000 eligible babies and toddlers. That's 376 out of 708,000. So luckily, when it comes to the toddlers in Israel, the parents aren't buying the bullshit anymore. So that's that's very good news. That's Israel, though. Lots smarter people in Israel than this country. But that's good news, right? That's a little bit of, you know, bitching and moaning here for the last 35 minutes. That's a little bit of good news. Maybe that will spread. Maybe that will spread around the country. But don't expect to hear that on CNN and SMS from Jonathan Reiner or... Gavin Newsom or Joe Biden or or Fauci or Burks. Don't expect to hear those numbers. Uh, and actually in Israel, if you look at the, the COVID vaccinations for each one, for each booster, less and less of the population even got those. Like I said, a lot smarter than we are, though. Um, however, here in San Francisco, if you want to go to the opera, you still must show the two vaccines and the one booster. You still have to show the two vaccines and the one booster just to get into the San Francisco opera here and wear your mask the whole time. This is how anti-science, anti-common sense these liberal fucking morons are. Right. The vaccine doesn't stop the spread. We've known that you have to be a fucking ant on the ground knows a fucking dog, a fucking cat knows the vaccines don't stop the spread. Yes, shit liberals in San Francisco who run the opera don't seem to fucking know that. So you have to get these vaccines, even though they don't stop the spread in order to go. And then even if you've got the vaccines, you have to wear a mask. What's the point of wearing the mask if you got the vaccine or if you got the vaccine wearing the mask when the mask and the vaccines don't even have to don't even work? You need three vaccines and a mask to go see an opera. This is how fucking stupid liberals are. This is how fucking moronic Democrats are. And I live amongst them. I may not be as mad if I was living in Texas or Florida or South Dakota or a normal fucking state with normal fucking people with common sense, but I live here in San Francisco, so I got to deal with this. So you have to understand that's why I'm so mad. That's why I'm so angry. That's why I curse so much. But better here to you in your face than in public to theirs, I guess, right? When you're talking about civilization and a civilized society. But that is the case. Actually, a friend of mine, I might play this tomorrow, uh, actually called the opera and taped the whole conversation. Taped the whole conversation. Oh, yes. So my friend asks, hey, I'll do a recreation. Uh, Excuse me. uh, What are the current regulations as far as going to the opera? Yes, well, you need to have your two vaccinations and one booster, and you must wear a mask for a time. She says this, this woman, as though she's not a fucking moron, as though she's not nuts. This is what I mean about normalizing nutty people who belong in institutions, not in the real world, infecting the rest of us. Very calmly, you have to have your two vaccines and one booster. Now, of course, they don't have the balls to make it two boosters because they know if they added that second booster in there, they'd lose another 50 percent of their revenue, which they couldn't afford to do. They can afford to lose maybe 10, 15 percent of their revenue, which they are, but they can't afford to lose 90 percent. Therefore, you have to have one booster, but they're not forcing you to get the second booster. Once again, no real courage, totally feckless, which is the theme today for liberals, the theme today for Democrats. But the fact they're doing any of this here, when they're not doing any of this in 99% of the fucking world, not, 99, not just 99% of this country, they're not doing this in 99% of the world. But here in San Francisco and in New York, they have to do it. Because they are the fucking stupidest people on this planet. Liberals are the stupidest fucking people on this planet. Daniel would yell at me, and he'll come back on and yell at me, and say, no, say Democrats, say ill liberals, don't say liberals. But this is what they consider themselves. So, you know what? They consider themselves this, and they're fucking idiots. Some interesting news. Uh, I thought CNN and MSNBC were telling us Donald Trump is done. They've been telling us Donald Trump is done. Yet here's a new poll just out yesterday. 2024 presidential election. Donald Trump, 46, Joe Biden, 40. So Donald Trump has a six-point lead right now on the current president who's only been president for 20 months. Okay? Favorabilities. Joe Biden, minus 10. Donald Trump plus two. So Donald Trump has a 12-point lead on favorables and a six-point lead overall head-to-head in the poll. I thought Donald Trump was done. If you watch CNN and MSNBC, they tell us Donald Trump is done. This country is done with Donald Trump. Oh, Joe Biden would would beat Donald Trump. Joe Biden in stage three dementia often says, oh, I'd love to have another matchup with Donald Trump. Yeah, okay, I'm sure you would. But the poll shows us that the reality, these are a thousand likely voters where they actually polled 2% 2 more Democrats than Republicans. Understand that? 35 Democrat, 33 Republican, 32 Independent. Well outside the margin of error, double the margin of error, Trump has a lead over Biden. So once again, this is like reality versus the Democrats' fantasy reality versus the Democrats' narrative. So obviously Donald Trump is not done. The country is certainly not done if it came to Donald Trump versus Joe Biden rematch. They're not done with Trump. They're done with Biden. They're not done with Trump. So once again, a little bit of reality that Democrats won't accept. So they'll redefine poll now. Let's redefine vaccine, redefine treatment, redefine recession, and redefine poll. And then, of course, in November, like I said, they'll redefine loss. Clay Travis, CNN, the new head of CNN, has been apologizing to Republican politicians, promising the network would be fairer and begging them to come on as guests. This is because CNN's ratings are below that, I think, of like NPR Iowa. That's why. Because people just hire seeing the same old people over and over again. And Republicans won't go on they certainly won't go on MSNBC I don't blame them but they won't go on CNN anymore and they used to but CNN's become so biased with left-wing assholes like Cuomo and Lemon and Cooper that they won't go and Stelter humpty dumpty Stelzer, they won't go on CNN anymore so the new president knows that's a real reason why their ratings are in the dump. People just tie the same crap over and over and there's no more. Remember, Crossfire was exciting where they had the left perspective and the right perspective. It was one of the best shows ever. We need to bring back stuff like that, but Republicans don't want to go on there because who wants to deal with Anderson Cooper or Don Lemon? We don't have to deal with Cuomo anymore, at least not on CNN. He was going somewhere else. But who who wants to deal with that? They don't want to deal. I don't blame them. There's no fair shake. Daniel, did you want to hold on? Let me see something. I invite did you, Daniel. Are you there? Actually, I can do it this way.
1: Yeah, yeah, Mike. I, I just wanted I wanted to apologize. I was uh, got got in a grocery store line and <laughs> and had had a dispute with a clerk about the price of strawberries. Speaking of inflation, holy cow! Strawberries went up like about. 100 percent
0: 15 well, bucks for a bag of frozen strawberries well you know they have to pay more for them so we have to pay more for them
1: oh jeez! it mean, they went from like seven bucks to 15 i mean unbelievable so i went I back and i got i got fresh strawberries
0: <laughs> no it's, so anyway it's crazy but that's not biden's fault that's trump's fault that's trump's fault covid's fault monkey Potts' fault and putin's fault you know that right it's ukraine's fault jesus christ where you been uh, it's never, it's not Biden's fault. No, it's not. Never, never, <laughs> never. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so I just wanted to apologize for for doing that. I shouldn't shouldn't have done that. I should have no, I should hey. have gotten in line when you were when I was on the uh, on the air with you. That's, um, you're shopping late tonight. It's 11:30. You past 11:30, uh, San Francisco time. You
1: know, and the marina, the marina Safeway, which used to apparently be a pretty cool place to go shopping, is kind of scary after 11 o'clock. <laughs> There's some. uh, some characters let's there, say no, there's, in
0: no. <laughs> so that's not scary after 11 o'clock
1: <laughs> well I, I think it used to be different in San Francisco
0: uh, you, you tell me you've lived here much longer than I have but well, it is did, yeah it's yeah we just saw that we just saw the report saying that San Francisco is the last city to come back right from COVID. Remember that was out of like sixty cities in this country. Yeah, San Francisco was sixtieth yeah. as far yep. as coming back. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yep, they're they, they the very last. And um, do you have more recent updates on the uh, percent population loss from the city? They were given numbers in July of twenty twenty one, so over a year ago. That at that point. San Francisco lost 6.7 percent
0: of its population. Oh that, that number is 20 kind of lowball number. No in the, in the calendar year 2021, between January 2021 and December of 2021, about 150,000 people lost, left San Francisco. So do the math do the math, Daniel, San Francisco so, had about 850,000 people before COVID. Now just so in you're 20, saying right, so just so in 2021, saying, we lost about 20 percent. Of our since, of our
1: tw- since, since 2020, that you're saying?
0: No, this is just 2021. This I don't know what okay. the numbers are. Uh, all I saw were the numbers from January to December of 2021. So it doesn't count people have left this year and it doesn't count all the people that left in 2020.
1: Okay, those in twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty one, approximately from July
0: to July from, from those years, there was a
1: probably probably about six point seven percent that they said had left. So an additional, you're we saying over ten percent. Can you point me to those numbers, um, or send me a, send me a link or something? I'd really send, like to have
0: those numbers. I'll send a link out. But yeah, the number. The only thing I saw about two months ago was the calendar year twenty twenty one that about one hundred and fifty thousand people left our city. That's well,
1: all. Yeah. I, yeah. I can believe it. I, I can believe it. I would just, I would just like to, to have a, have a link, um, have some real solid uh, Of course, uh,
0: numbers we can't prove are all the people who would like to leave that can't, which has to be at least twice as many people that were able to leave. Right. A lot of people want to leave, but just simply don't have the resources to do it. Well, it's can't all that. It.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a topic of conversation amongst most people in San
0: Francisco. Yeah, I would not be shocked if one out of every four people have left here since COVID started. One out of every four. I wouldn't be shocked at all. Not, not, not in the least. Look at the streets, Daniel. They look, You've walked downtown in February of 2020 compared to now. People who come here say it all the time. Where are all the people? Where are all the people? I see the people in Chicago. I was just in Chicago. I saw the people in D.C. I see the people in Philadelphia. I saw the people in New York and Pittsburgh. I don't see people here. They're all gone. They're all yes. gone.
1: They, they are gone. Um, the question is to what extent? I mean, this is... Like, as exemplified by the fact that San Francisco is the least to come, the last to come back um, after the COVID-related downturn, um, you've got to wonder how many people in San Francisco are still segregating themselves because of their
0: neuroses about, about the, what is now the common cold. Well, and, and w- what makes it worse is these constant state of who wants to li- who wants to come to a place or live in a place where these constant state of emergencies, where the left media puts out these ridiculous, fear, false fear and hysteria stories. Oh, San Francisco is number one in monkeypox, number one in COVID, number one in this, number one. It's all bullshit, and it makes people want to leave. Who wants to stay in this? Who to wants not- to come? To-
1: who wants to come to any city that's in a perpetual state of emergency? My God, I mean, how? <laughs> It, exactly. it, on one hand, you hear Bart talking about, oh, we'd really like to find a way to get ridership back up. Mm. Well, I just I just gave them a call the other day and left a sorry, message in their message box. that tell them how very easy, simply to get that back up, <laughs> get rid of the damn mass, go back to yes. the s- exact same societal type interactions that we had across the board. The and you board, will have
0: the same ridership. <laughs> the Bart board is obviously trying to destroy Bart they they're, they're just trying to destroy it Why would so, they be doing that? Why would they be doing that? i don 't get it I don't know who knows, but they 're obviously trying to destroy it there's no other, there's no other answer right now. You don 't say "How do we come back?" and then you put a mass mandate which only like one or two cities in the world have. On public transportation, there's no reason to do that. If you do that, you 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 want ridership to go down. You know people are not going to ride because they have to wear masks. So you just the ride you 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 just the way Democrats are obviously purposely destroying their cities. There's no doubt that Democrats are destroying their cities where they want to rebuild because they want their the real estate people to come in and make money. They want to read the developers to come in and make money. Who knows what the reason is? Obviously, it comes down to money, but. Democrats are obviously trying to destroy the city in order to rebuild them to their liking under a new world order or a great reset. So it's obvious the BART board is killing BART. The ridership is, yeah. is like is, the ridership is like 10 percent of what it used to be. So obviously, yeah, I, have been,
1: I have a hard time believing that they're actually trying to kill ridership. I, I I would I would more likely entertain the idea that they are just stuck in a cognitive loop that they cannot get out of that they vested themselves so much in over the last not just the last two and a half
0: years but over their entire lives. But wait and, a minute, I don't I don't know if I agree with that, Daniel. Because why isn't? How come? But their friends who run LA transportation are not in that cognitive loop. The people who run Chicago transportation are not in that cognitive loop. Philly transportation is not in that cognitive. These are all liberals. These are all Democrat DC. You can't get more yeah, liberal. Yeah, but
1: this is San Francisco, and they're off the charts when it comes to that particular brand of ideology here.
0: No, you might be right. I, 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 I you might be right. But at this point, I can't accept. I, I just can't accept people that insane. Maybe they are. It's very
1: troubling. It's very troubling to accept that. I agree with you, Mike. And I resist it. I resist that conclusion as well, because it's extremely troubling to think that people are that deluded. But see, they I,
0: could, are. I could believe it more. If it were just like the transportation systems in red cities that weren't doing the mass, I could see that. But don't they see that their same colleagues are in D.C. are not doing it in Chicago and all these extreme liberal cities are not doing this. Don't they see that? They have to know that. I'm sure they go to conventions with these people all the time. They have to know them.
1: Yeah. Why do do people on the individual level self-harm? Is there some way that we can scale that up to population level self-harm? I I don't know. But this is an interesting question to uh, ask. We we, we def, definitely see how neuroses scales it scales up to to mass hysteria um, yeah. when, when it comes to self harm that 's a different that 's a different ballpark and I think that that 's going a different phenomenon and I think that that is going to be studied a lot over the next next couple of decades right. of
0: how how
1: and why this self harming
0: happened in so many blue cities well, and we know there 's a cognitive issue here we know that because. We see now they're also starting to, the left is also trying to say that monkeypox, if we say monkeypox is a sexually transmitted disease, we're lying. Anyone can get it. Well, anyone could have gotten AIDS too, but it is sexually transmitted, not in in the way herpes or or syphilis or gonorrhea is sexually transmitted. It's not particularly sexually transmitted, but it's transmitted through a certain pattern of certain behavior that comes down to sexual transmission. So yes, technically, technically monkeypox is not going to be listed as an STD, but it is mostly spread from that risky sexual behavior. So they're trying to do this verb. They try to play with words and redefine things and use verbiage to get added it to, to, to avoid the reality of the situation once again. And to push it.
1: Exa- the- exactly. And, and it's, it, you know, it's very similar to what happened with the COVID stuff. So, Obviously, this is is, uh, monkeypox is predominantly, and that's the most important word, spread by close contact. When talking about COVID, they glommed onto droplet spread as though that was the only way that it could be spread. But that's not what virology books when, when talking about uh, coronaviruses of all types and influenza viruses of all types, that is not what they tell you. They will tell you it's predominantly spread by droplets. That does not mean that it is not also spread by aerosol. It does not mean that it's also not exchanged but through bodily fluids. That also it does not mean that it cannot be exchanged through fecal oral well like polio, is, for example. That does not mean it just means predominantly. So when you, if you were to put on mask, and even if these masks were to block all droplets, that does not mean it's going to change the rate of transmission, because if the rate-limiting step isn't uh, that particular part of, of the mechanism of transmission, the aerosol factor is then going to come in, and it's going to transmit just as easily as mask or no mask, and that is exactly what happened.
0: Well, and, and uh, of course, you know, once again, common sense says when you have something like monkeypox, which is predominantly spread through very close contact, through very, very close contact, that sexual transmission is going to happen a lot. That's exactly. That's going to be sexual transmission. Obviously.
1: Exactly. And, and, and what's, so what's closer contact? What's it, closer it, contact? They're, they're, they're hiding behind these people. That they're insane. They're basically, I mean, I don't They're deluded. They're... they're, they're they're what's the word for it? Um, they're rationalizers. That's 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 a very good word for them, and they will say things like, "Well, it's not only spread by this me- me- means, as though that in itself means that that you cannot point out that is predominantly spread spread by close contact." So if, if there is one person out of 100 that got it in by something other than very, very close contact but, or, or through sex, sexual contact, they will say, see, it can affect everybody. That's not the question. The question is what type of behavior you're most likely to have to engage in to get the thing.
0: Yeah, (laughs) they 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 love to make the exception the rule when they want to push a certain narrative. Exactly, and it's it's
1: all rationalizing to push that particular narrative to make make the to make reality fit into to make reality fit their ideology. And I really, I feel so sorry. So. So sorry for people that are stuck in that type of thinking.
0: Also, absolutely asinine to declare a state of emergency for something that has not killed one person in this entire country. This has not killed one person. A lot of people have gotten it. Tens of thousands have gotten it now. Not one person in this entire country has died of monkey. I believe six people in the world, and I think they're all in Africa. This is absolutely insane. Everything is an emergency now to Democrats. And once again, it all comes down to big government. Big government will save you from everything. Big government will cure all. I don't really think that's what's driving them, Mike. Of course, that
1: is one of their the, the government involvement and, and government change. Government initiated change is a big part of the illiberal um, and even liberal uh, mindset. But I don't think that's what's going on here. I think it's something far deeper. And I keep, we keep coming back to this. It has so much to do with Trump. This, and and no, what we call no, Trump no. derangement syndrome. He so polarized the, this country that you, he could have literally told liberals not to jump off the Golden Gate Bridge. And they would have been lining up there in, by the hundreds of thousands the very next day.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's and look, as I just pointed out in this poll, Trump still has a lot of power. He would beat right now. He would beat Joe Biden. I mean, think about it. He would beat supposedly this guy who's such a scourge of of the country with January 6th hearings happening every day for the last month would beat a guy who is the current president and has only been the current president for 20 months. That really shows. That yeah. Trump is still very powerful, uh, you yeah, know, as divisive not- as he is, and I agree, he's incredibly divisive. It's a love hate kind of thing. A lot of people love him, but it's not
1: just Trump, and that's the last thing I want to say before going giving off. Although Trump was the focus, Trump, Trump was the the visible thing that at which people could could look at and talk about and and obsess on. That's not what actually made this happen. Trump is Tr- Trump was just you kind know, of the focal point. Without, without the um, social media that we have right now, none of this would have happened either. This, this, this contagion. There's very, all these social contagions that we're experiencing right now in in this country, in this world right now. Whether whether it's trying to convince people that they can change their gender by mutilating their bodies. Um, or, I mean, God, there is just so much of this that is just going on
0: and it's well, all all mediated well, by we're, its own. We're going to wrap up the show, as they were saying. But before you go, I want to get back to what I originally said about the show, What the heading of the show. I want your opinion. I want your ideas. OK, so when the Democrats lose in November, they're going to try to redefine the word loss. Right. Because they try to redefine everything. So what what will they come up with? Do you have any ideas how they get the word loss? Well, 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 well,
1: Stacey Abrams will obviously be president of the United States at that time. <laughs> Even
0: just de facto, it'll just be like they'll say that. I mean, we, oh yeah, we,
1: yeah but, they'll just say that. That's just like she thinks she's.
0: Doesn't she think she's
1: governor? She's not going to be governor of Georgia.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Georgia. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. They'll, they'll just declare Pete Buttigieg president of the United States, and he'll walk. He'll walk around b- pretending like he's president of the United States, and they might yeah. get him a jet, and they'll call it Air Force One. They'll go through the whole thing, and yeah.
0: Well, you know, just the way, but just you know, just the way, recession is not a recession. A vaccine is not a vaccine anymore. A treatment is not a treatment. I, mean, I think they'll say like a loss isn't really a loss anymore It's not really lost There, there are multi-pronged There's 35 multi-pronged things that have to happen Before you really lose And just, just losing 30 seats in the house Isn't enough for it to be considered a loss. You know, they're going to come up with some, some kind of weird uh, Verbiage that's going to try to Redefine what has actually Just happened to them Because that's Actual reality doesn't matter anymore to the left There is no real reality It's just their reality
1: yeah, that and that's always been, um, hasn't it, a, a hallmark of the of left. I mean, conservatives, and, and I don't consider myself a conservative at all. Um, I'm still a liberal. Um, it's been a hallmark of liberal ideology to um, to entertain what the conservatives like to call—I don't think it's a good word to use—but but, to, uh, but a, a sort of relativism to everything, um, and. Yeah, that's, that's how they get away with, um, at least within their own communities of madness, get away with redefining everything because they don't believe anything has they, they aren't really attached to objective, objective or reality as strongly as, as conservatives are.
0: Absolutely. No doubt about it. Daniel, thanks for calling in as usual. Thank you yes. very much. All okay. right. Have a good night, Mike. Bye. You too, Daniel. Thanks. Well, I yelled, at, I yelled in your ear a lot. I'm sorry if you had those ear pods in. But you know what? Everyone has to remember. Everyone has to remember this. I'm going to redefine the word yelling. I wasn't really yelling. I was, you know, anyway. But no, you have to remember where I live. And like I said, if I lived in Dallas, if I lived in Houston, if I lived in Fort Lauderdale or Miami, these things would bother me. I'd see them in the paper. I'd see them online. I'd see them in social media. And I'd say, God, look. But it wouldn't really affect me. The way it affects me here. And I'm so glad I don't have kids. This is a terrible time to have kids, worry about them getting muzzled. People like Daniel with kids that had to get vaccines in order to go to college. Now they want nut, nut jobs, want kids to have to have vaccines, monkeypox vaccines in order to learn. So this would bother me. It would always bother me. But living here in San Francisco is like living in, a, in an open air mental institution. Daniel understands that. Other people. Who uh you may hear on the show from time to time understand that. And people who live in New York understand it too, and, and so on and so forth. But living here is a special kind of lunacy. It's 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 like it really is. Like the it's like that 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 scary insane asylum we see on the top of the hill in movies, right? This is like what San Francisco is. Don't 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 let the beauty of it people like take beautiful photos, aerial shots. Of the, of the geography of the topography. It looks wonderful. It looks pretty. Don't let that fool you. It's an open air, insane asylum, and I'm in it. And I got to get out of here. Anyway, thanks for listening. This is just the beginning of the week, the beginning of the month. There's a lot more of this month to go. There's four more shows this week to go. Make sure you listen. The name of the show is In Let's Be Heard. I'm Mike Chopley. And remember, always remember, vote Democrats out of office. Vote him out now. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow.